There we go. I think we got you now, Johnny. You there? Yeah, yeah, JP. Good morning. How are you? Good. Sorry we uh, didn't push a, a certain button. I guess I'll have to produce the show from now on. <laughs> it looked like it was like our putt yesterday. Not all of them went in. Right? Exactly. So we had to try it again. Exactly. How are you, my friend? Good day of golf yesterday for the first tee. That was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And don't don't sell yourself short there. You hit some pretty good shots yesterday, and especially uh, especially on that last hole where you did almost make it. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Yesterday. If I would have got a hole in one on my birthday, I mean, come on. That, That's right. Are you kidding me? That would have been the coup de grace. Well, not too bad. You were with the wrong group to have a hole in one. I promise you, it would have got expensive. So <laughs> yeah, that's for damn sure. I bet. Yeah, you know it what? probably worked out for the best. No question about that for <laughs> sure. Um, well, I wanted to bring you on. First of all, uh, you are part of DSP Media, um, and you guys do some great golf shows from the Rough uh, Golf Podcast. And you're um, you are well known as a very successful golf handicapper. Uh, last year's total $69,850 also already this year $17,870 these are documented winnings that you guys do on the air right tell me about that yeah yeah they're documented winnings we follow every week our our kind of motto is uh we pick three outright winners every week and we have kind of one long shot we call it the ham sandwich so uh <laughs> it's one of those you know usually it's above 60 to 1 odds and we've hit one time uh, on our ham sandwich pick this year, and we had two of those long shot winners last year. Nice, you know. And we also pick we also pick two top twenties and two uh, two top tens every week. So uh, to be honest with you, it's been a little bit of a slow year compared to last year, but we're we're definitely still plus uh, real solid plus on the number this year. Well, golf gambling is something that's really really growing um, because as as these you know apps come out and. And people are getting more and more uh, used to, to gambling and, and obviously legalized in many more states. It's becoming very, very popular. Um, tell me a little bit about that trend. Yeah, it started, you know, the popularity, you know, probably three or four years ago, it, it was only you could pick some some odds and outright winners. And then they changed it up a little bit to, to have some top 10s and top 20s. And they really structured up until about three or four years ago on the majors because there just wasn't a lot of play uh, for the consumer. Uh, for for golf betting now it's even changed a little bit more i think in the next probably 12 to 18 months you're going to be able to jump on your app and pick uh closest to the hole shots longest drives oh, nice. they're, they're really getting interactive in terms of what they're doing uh in vegas for for golf gambling and that just shows how strong and how, how popular it's really becoming in, in the golf circles of uh of gambling out there in vegas and you have a you have a golf background right you've been a pga professional and played in tournaments as well right yeah, yeah, I, I'm PGA professional now. Uh, I played full time for about eight to ten years. I played a lot overseas in, in Europe, a lot in South America. Uh, still, still played competitive golf up until probably about ten, fifteen years ago. I teach a lot now, so uh, I have a facility in Ohio and in Dallas, Texas. So I still, I'm very active in the game, and I think that really lends to some of my uh, some of my success in the gaming world. I can, I can make some calls to some guys that I know. Uh, some caddies that I know to get a little bit of insight that most, uh, you know, most golf handicappers don't have. So I think that really helps me a lot when I, when I handicap the events every week. And before people go, Oh, you can't do that. That's insider information. Gambling is all about insider information, right? This is, this is what it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's, there's, there's weeks that I could tell if uh, one of these guys got a hangnail or something, you know, exactly. and that might hurt their golf swing. But yeah, there, there, there's some stuff in there that, that, that you really want to know, 
about some of the players that, uh, that, that were really lucky at DSP media and we can make those calls and get some of that information. All right. So I know I can hear my listeners now saying, JP, you're going to have this guy on every week to do golf handicapping. I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask him. I put you on the spot. <laughs> this is the best way to do it, folks. I love doing it live on air. Cause you can't say no, can't say no. Right. Well, and, any t- anytime you make that phone call to me, buddy, I promise I'll pick up the phone. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make some money for the folks out there. That's how we do it. So, so that, let's just so let's. You told me you had Cam Smith at twenty eight to one going into the open. Yeah, right? we had. Yeah, we did. We had Cam Smith at twenty eight to one. Um, we actually placed that bet. If you look uh, the the prior week uh, at the Scottish Open, he had a really he struggled really uh, in the first two rounds, but he had a real solid. Uh, Saturday and Sunday on the Scottish Open. So I got him early on Saturday uh, after after his – I think he shot 65 after the, his third round on Saturday. So I was really studying because I knew he played those golf courses as well. And the type of putter he is, he, he's always going to be in contention, uh, contention. So we got him at 28-1, to 1, and then after he, he finished third at the Scottish Open, his odds went to 22. So we're really lucky to get him at 28-1. to 1. And we also just barely missed on a top – 20 pick with Kevin Kisner at plus 600. He uh, he bogeyed the 17th hole to drop out of that oh. mark. So we could have had a real solid week uh, with Cam Smith at 28 to one and Kisner at plus 600. But we'll we'll take the win with Cam Smith for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So take what is your um, your overall philosophy on golf gambling? Uh, in terms of how I play it, or yeah, is just it mostly the, the informational, or you do more horses for courses? Um, do you look at who's who's hot, who's not? Where, 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 I'm sure all that goes into it, but kind of give me a, a feeling for what your overall philosophy is. Absolutely, I, you said it. You said it right. Uh, horses for courses plays a big part. That's probably either one A or one B. What I look at. Okay. If you look at the terms of these guys' success, you can look at Tiger, for example. He's won sixty percent of his golf tournaments on the same golf courses. Right. So these 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 guys set their schedule on how the golf courses fit their game. And that's why they have some success. But, yes, that is a key component for sure of how we handicap it. Uh, you know, they're, you know, we look we look at the stretch, what they're going for. We look at, you know, how how are they getting prepared for the majors? Are they in the majors? I, you know, I use about an eight or nine point kind of strategy to look every week to kind of pinpoint what kind of sticks out. But the key component for sure is horses for courses. These guys will play well at the same courses you know, year in and year out if they're healthy. Uh, and that's usually when they make uh, most of their m- most of their bread, as we say. Interesting, interesting. All right, let's talk a little topics here as well. Uh, speaking of Cam Smith, I thought it was really you know interesting that that Azinger said as they came to the to the to the back nine, he he basically picked Cam Smith. He said, "This is the guy I trust the most with the putter on the back nine. It was extremely prophetic. It was right on, and that back nine performance should go down in history as one of the greatest putting performances." In, in the history of the game at St. Andrews in that spot. Um, you know, Rory looked like a surefire winner and, and Cam Smith was the guy. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, I think the, obviously the key putt when, when uh, on 17, how he, he got up and down on 17 right in front of the bunker. But we talked about it yesterday. It was very strange for me for Cam Smith the first three days. He laid up on 18 and didn't make birdie all three days. And, you know, he finally got to the point, I think he knew he had to make one more birdie just in case. And then he hit that driver, hit it on the front of the green, which my opinion, he should have done all week. Yeah. Uh, It it just shocked me the first three rounds that he didn't do it that way. But, you know, he's one of the best putters on the PGA Tour, if not the world. His wedge game is pretty good. Um, I think a little bit of people are, 
you know, knocking Rory a little bit too much on, on how poorly he putted the last round. I don't think it was putting. His wedge game was just bad. You know, if you look yeah. at his wedge game, his average wedge game to the approximate to the hole was over 20 feet with a sandwich. So, you know, they, they said, you know, knocking him having 36 putts, but his wedge game was the problem, not, not definitively his putting coming, coming down the stretch in the final round um, um, on Sunday. Yeah, it's an excellent point. Um, and I also want to get your thoughts on Live Golf. Um, you know, David Faraday going to Live Golf as their announcer was a little interesting. Um, where, where do you where does it stand now after the Open? Because I think there was a lot of things said this week by some very powerful people and influential people. Tiger Woods uh, being number one, the RNA being number two. Where I think this, I think it's kind of sealed the deal that these live players aren't going to play in these international events. I think it's going to be hard for them to get into majors. And I don't think they were counting on that. I think a lot of these players that went to the live golf were probably thinking they would still be able to do a lot of those things, but I don't think that's going to happen. How do you think that affects it moving forward? Yeah, I think you're right. I, you know, Norman kind of gave him a, a, a lot of, I don't want to say guarantees is the right word to say, it, but they said, you know, in court, they can't really not allow you guys to play in some of these events, but they'll get weeded out by the, uh, you know, by the World Golf Federation, some of these guys, you know, 54 whole events, shotgun starts, they're not going to get world ranking points. So some of these guys have already fluctuated outside of some of these world ranking points guaranteed events. So if you haven't won a major, you're really not going to get in some of these events. But, right. you know, I, we talked about this uh, on uh, yesterday is, you know, I don't mind some of these guys get going to the live tour. I get it if it's just about money, but just come out and say it. You know, don't sugarcoat it and don't, you know, don't BS the public. Come out and say it. Hey, listen, I went over there for the money. I'd respect you more, you know, if you just come out and said it that way. So I think it'll weed itself out. They're going to have to get the list or they're going to have to get some sort of TV rights to uh, to continue this because they're not going to be able to fund it for the next couple of years just on their own. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how some of this stuff plays out. But, you know, with, with the world ranking points, some of these guys not getting them, it's going to be tough for, for these guys to get in the majors, you know, maybe in the next 18 months to two years. 100% agree with, with all that. Uh, all right, John, tell everybody how they can find your show from the Rough Golf Podcast, DSPmediaonline.com. Tell them all about it. Yeah, you can follow us uh, every – we do a Wednesday show, uh, live show in Dallas, Texas uh, called From the Rough Podcast. You can find us on DSP Media Online. You can find us at DSP Media uh, on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Jay Gerber PGA Pro. We post our picks Wednesday morning for the, fo- for the, for the week, for the upcoming week. And we'll always do a, a matchup on Saturday and Sunday to uh, to fill those pockets a little bit more with, uh, with with dollars. Or if you're in the north, we call it units up there. You can't call it dollars yet up there in Ohio in the Midwest. We have to call it units. All right. So, uh, yeah, we, we, that, you can follow us that way. And like I said, we usually put those matchups on Saturday and Sunday after the cut. Yeah, we know what we say. Always protect your unit, my friend. Always protect your unit. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, John, great stuff. Hope to have you on in the future. Appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me on, JP. Thanks.